and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us! We perish! Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most. They are the ones in charge. They are in the captain's chair and they are at the wheel. So therefore they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here at his hard line for episode 507. We're going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 31 out of the 1599 Geneva Bible. Let me just adjust my mic here for just a brief moment. Sorry about that. You might hear a little background noise. And I think we got what I need. Okay, great. It is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Uh, the reason it's going to be a one-show show today is because um, I have to leave about 5 p.m. I got about a 40-minute drive. I'm going to my buddy Aaron, who has his ministry called Line in a Sand, where he helps men and women if they choose to go. But it's mostly comprised mostly of men. Um, to help them get over their pornography addiction. And he has curriculum that he goes over, and he's been doing this for quite some time now. And I had him once on the podcast. I'm going to have him on again. He's a very busy man, uh, as I am as well. Um, but I did want to take some time out and go to, uh, you know, go to his neck of the woods there and uh, sit in on one of his um, on one of his uh, classes. And today he's got a very serious class uh, or, you know, there's a very serious session that he's going to be taking, you know, doing today. It's supposed to be pretty heavy, but he's uh, right now the book that he's using as his curriculum. It's called At the Altar of Sexual Idolatry. And so today apparently is going to be a very heavy topic. Uh, I asked 
him if I would be able to record audio, you know, the audio of the session um, to, you know, put forward into like a special uh, podcast. Um, he said, and I told him, I said, if the group objects to it, totally understandable. If nothing else, I still think it'd be awesome to sit in on just so I can kind of get a scope on like what he does. And like I said, get him on the podcast to talk a little bit more about it. So that's why it's going to be a one show kind of show today. Um, but anyway, so that is what is going to take place. So without further ado, we're going to get right into the reading again, chapter 31. I'm reading out of the 1599 Geneva Bible. So yes, we're going to have a little bit more old English and yes, there is a little bit of a plus sign. I'm not going to talk too much about other things off topic, but, uh, just a little bit of extra commentary on kind of what's going on right now. Um, but anyway, so let's get right into it. All right. So Genesis chapter 31, starting with verse one, excuse me. Okay. So, and again, I do apologize for the, uh, you know, short notice on the time change, but, uh, like I said, I've got to leave at five so I can make it to, uh, where I need to go. Cause his session, his ministry is from six to seven 30. And like I said, with a 40 minute drive, I want to make sure I allow myself some time. So it reads, now he heard the words of Leban's son, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of our father's goods hath he gotten all this honor. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Leban, that it was not towards him as in, past, as in times past. And the Lord had said unto Jacob, <clears throat> excuse me, Turn again into the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be thee. I will be with thee. Therefore Jacob said and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. And then he said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not towards me as it was wont, and the God of my father hath been with me. Boy, oh boy, forgive me. I tell you, if you hear me stumble, it's because sometimes the way these words are, I just, it's, it's hard. This is why I don't really read this too much. I mean, I'm very terrible grammar as it is, but oh my goodness, old English is pretty challenging here to, to read. Okay, so continuing on. And ye know that I have served your father with all my might, but your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. If he thus said, the spotted shall be thy wages, then all the sheep bear spotted. And if he said thus, the party colored shall be thy reward, then bear all the sheep party colored. Thus hath God taken away your father's substance and given it me. For in ramming time, I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream and behold, and he got and he goats leaped upon the she goats that were party colored with little and great spots spotted. And the angel of God said to me in a dream, Jacob, and I answered, lo, I am here. And he said, lift up now thine eyes and see all that he goats leaping upon the she goats that are party colored, spotted with little and great spots. For I have seen all that Leban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar, where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out of this country and return unto the land where thou wast born. Then answer Rachel and Leah and said unto him, Have we any more portion and inheritance in our father's house 
Doth not he count us as strangers, for he hath sold us, and hath eaten up and consumed our money? Therefore all the riches with God hath taken from our Father is ours and our children's now than whatsoever God hath said unto thee, Do it. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon a camel, and he carried away all his flocks and his substance, which he had gotten to wit, his riches, which he had gotten in Padam Aram to go to Isaac his father unto the land of Canaan. When Leban was gone to shear his sheep, then Rachel stole her father's idols. Thus Jacob stole the heart of Leban the Aramite, for he told him not that he fled. So fled he with all that he had, and he rose up and passed the river and set his face toward Mount Gilead. And the third day after was it told Leban that Jacob fled, Then he took his brethren with him and followed after him seven days' journey and overtook him at Mount Gilead. And God came to Leban the Aramite in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob, aught save good. Then Leban overtook Jacob, and Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Leban also with his brethren pitched upon Mount Gilead. Then Leban said to Jacob, What hast thou done? Thou hast even stolen away mine heart and carried away my daughters as though they had been taken captive with the sword. Wherefore didst thou flee so secretly and steal away from me and didst not tell me that I might have sent thee forth with mineth and with songs and timbrel and with a harp? But thou hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters, not thou hast done foolishly in doing so. I am able to do evil, but the God of your fathers spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob aught save good. Now thou, now though thou wentst the way, because thou great, greatly longest after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? Then Jacob answered and said to Leban, Because I was afraid and thought that thou wouldest have taken thy daughters from me. But with whom thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Search thou before our brethren what I have of thine, and take it to thee. But Jacob wist not that Rachel had stolen them. Then came Leban into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two maids' tent, but found them not. So he went out of Leah's tent, and entered in Rachel's Now Rachel had taken the idols and put them in the camel's litter and sat down upon them. And Leban searched all the tent, but found them not. Then said she to her father, My lord, be not angry that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. So he searched, but found not the idols. Then Jacob was wroth and chode with Leban. And Jacob also answered and said to Leban, What have I trespassed? What have I offended that thou hast pursued after me? Seeing thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thine household stuff? Put it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge between us both. This twenty years I have been with thee. Thine ewes and thy goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have not eaten. Whatsoever was torn of beast, I brought it not unto thee, but made it good myself. Of mine hand didst thou require it, were it stolen by day or stolen by night. 
I was in the day consumed with heat and with frost in the night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thine house, and served fourteen years for the two, for thy two daughters, and six years for thy sheep, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the God, excuse me, the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hadst sent me away, now empty, but God beheld my tribulation and the labor of mine hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. Then Leban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these sons are my sons, and these sheep are my sheep, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or to their sons which they have borne? Now therefore come, let us make a covenant, and I, thou, which may be a witness between me and thee. Then took Jacob a stone and set it up as a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones who brought stones and made a heap, and they did eat there upon the heap. And Leban called it Jagar Shahadutha, and Jacob called it Galid. For Leban said, This heap is witness between me and thee this day. Therefore he called the name of it Gilead, or Gil- Galid. Galid, excuse me, there we go. Also he called it Mizpah. Because he said, The Lord, look between me and he, when we shall be departed from one another, if thou shalt vex my daughters, or shalt take wives besides my daughters, there is no man with us. Behold, God is witness between me and thee. Moreover, Leban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold the pillar, which I have set between me and thee. This heap shall be witness, and the pillar shall be witness, that I will not come over the heap to thee, and that thou shalt not Pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for evil. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor and the God of the Father be judged between us, but Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob did offer a sacrifice upon the mountain, called his brethren to eat bread, and they did eat bread, and tarried all night into the mountain. And early in the morning, Leban rose up and kissed his sons and daughters and blessed them, and Leban, departing, went into his place again. And that is the reading, thank goodness, of Genesis chapter 31, verses 1 through 55, one of the longest ones yet. And I'll tell you what, starting tomorrow, we're going back to the New American Bible Revised Edition. I can't do this old English stuff. This was this was, this was was brutal. And if you're listening to it, it was probably even more brutal for you because you probably didn't even understand a single thing that was read. Because I know I sure as heck didn't. But thankfully, we have a summary. So let's, let's see what the summary tells us here over here in BibleRef.com. My goodness, that was a bit of a challenge. Let me tell you, that was tough. That was tough. But we, 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 we got through it. Okay. So Genesis 31, obviously, is a very long, eventful chapter, which um, hearing me read it must have been very uneventful for you. Um, and it follows Jacob from his, from his last days in the 20-year career that he labored as Leban's servant. So it ends with Jacob standing with his wives and children as a free man in the borderlands of the promised land of Canaan. And it's not a, a, it's not a smooth transition, though in this chapter it details several controversies. Now this chapter begins with two revelations. The first is Jacob learns that Leban's sons are dangerously angry with him for taking such a large portion of his profits and that their future inheritance and worse, Jacob hears that he has lost the favor of Levin himself. And second, God speaks to Jacob once more and commands him to return to his own people in Canaan. 
and God promises to be with him. Now, Jacob knows that he must leave, and he is afraid. Though, what if his wives, Leban's daughters, don't want to go? What if Leban won't let him go? So he immediately sends for his wives to see if they will support the move. He makes his case. Leban no longer favors him. Even after 20 years of faithful service, Leban continually cheats him. And Rachel and Leah agree. Despite their longstanding rivalry, they describe their decision bitterly in financial terms, and they won't get any inheritance from Leban anyway, so they'll go with Jacob. Next, Jacob decides to skip any confrontation with Leban. In the past, Leban had talked Jacob into seemingly terrible agreements, though God had blessed Jacob even in those circumstances. Now, worse yet, Jacob's actually concerned that Leban may forbid Jacob to even leave with all the people and property that he sees as ultimately, you know, belonging to him. Now, Jacob doesn't give Leban the chance to object. He just packs and leaves in a hurry. Now, three days later, Leban hears that Jacob is gone. He saddles up with his kinsmen and gives a chase in catching up with Jacob's large company in the hill country of Galilee or Gilead. And so the confrontation will happen after all. Now, unexpectedly, warned by God not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad, Leban may have moderated his words to Jacob. Now, instead of expressing his wrath, Leban sounds hurt in this particular case. Now, if Jacob had only told him he was leaving, Leban would have actually thrown him a party, or so he says. And so Leban speaks as if Jacob tried to steal Leban's chance to kiss his daughters and grandchildren goodbye. And he understands that Jacob, you know, longed for his father's household, but why, why did Jacob steal Leban's house gods? So Jacob answered Leban honestly, and he thought Leban would take his daughters and Jacob's wives and away by force. And he also insists that he did not take Levin's idols, not knowing that Rachel did exactly that. So Jacob foolishly promises that anyone found with the idols will die. Now this puts his beloved wife's life at risk. Now Jacob allows Levin to search the camp due to Rachel's quick thinking and deception. Levin finds nothing feeling righteously Indignant, Jacob finally expresses all of his fury to Leban, not just about the idol search, but also about the 20 years of shabby treatment in spite of Jacob's faithful service. Only God's protection and blessing has kept Jacob from leaving empty-handed to return to his own people. And Leban disagrees. He still believes that his daughters and their children and all that Jacob possessed belong to him. And because Jacob's God has warned Leban, though Leban won't fight for them, instead he offers an alternative both to protect himself in the future and to take control of the situation. And he proposes a covenant that both men will swear never to cross over the point where they stand in order to do the other harm. So, of course, Jacob agrees. And the covenant was made and recognized with the building of a heap of stones, a sacrifice upon an altar, and the sharing of a meal. That was kind of like their binding contract of that day. And so finally, Leban rides off and Jacob turns to you know, face his homeland as a free man. Still, 
this won't be the end of Jacob's worries as he ends up heading home. When he fled 20 years prior, it was to escape the murderous wrath of his brother Esau, the older twin brother. Because if you don't, if you haven't forgotten, remember Jacob cheated him, took his blessing from from his father. Now Jacob might be free, but he's also heading towards a man who might still be looking for revenge. The next two chapters that we'll get into tomorrow and the next day will show how this eventual meeting plays out. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see how that's going to play out with his brother. Because I'll be straight with you. I, I've I've read half of Genesis, but I've never finished the other half. So this is all new to me. So I'm actually kind of excited for this little cliffhanger. But anyway, so, uh, but that is the reading, like I said, of Genesis chapter 31, verses 1 through 50-something. My goodness, a lot. 55. That was a lot of reading. So, um, so that kind of concludes the Bible reading. Now, let me just move some screens here for a minute. So, I'm not going to really draw this out too long. So, um, because like I said, I want to kind of get something to eat, got a 40 minute drive, and then an hour and a half, I got to grab my laptop because I asked them if I can do a recording of their ministry session so I can do it, you know, put together a podcast. Because again, it's, it's, um, it, what they're doing is it's a ministry to help men to battle and overcome pornography addictions and how to restore their marriage. Um, I told them I would not video it. I, I just asked if I could do an audio. I said, if anyone objects, totally understandable. I can at least at the very least take notes and, you know, still make a good podcast out of it. Because again, this is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Something that I struggled with for many, many years, not even realizing it was a struggle. Um, until I got married and realized just exactly how detrimental uh, Satan can be when he uses a tool, a tool like pornography and how he uses that as a wedge to destroy not only a marriage, but also to destroy a family and a household. And sadly, this is one of the biggest things that breaks up families across the country. You know, they say money is the biggest reason for divorce. I beg to differ. I think money and addiction, particularly pornography, I think are the two biggest uh, culprits, quite frankly. Both of which, you know, Satan has his hands in. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So I'm going to be going there today and, and doing that. So um, we're going to do kind of a little bit of a rapid fire in a way here. Now, the first thing I wanted to kind of go over, which I thought was very interesting. Now, this is kind of more along the lines of, um, I don't want to say really political arena, but um, because, again, we're pivoting now from the from the Bible reading to just general topical conversation, conversations here. So apparently um those of you that know that um i'm in the assembly um ooh, which by the way let me read my little disclaimer before i even go further remember as i always state publicly on the podcast i am not a doctor i don't wear a white coat i'm not a financial advisor pastor priest deacon biblical scholar or a bar lawyer so i don't give out legal advice don't take it from me i'm also not the official face or voice of the national state or County assemblies. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other materials. So there is that. So, as you all know, I'm part of the Michigan General Jural Assembly, okay, as well as my county assembly, but I'm part of the Michigan Assembly. And I've always been telling you guys, watch your rear ends if you're not part of the assembly and you've been thinking about it and you got one foot in the, you know, on, you know, 
one side of the fence and, you know, a foot on the other side, cause you're just not sure if you want to fully jump over because you're not sure if it's the lawful thing. Well, I'll tell you this, a certain somebody with the state nationals got arrested yesterday, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if you're on Telegram, you can actually follow it all you want. If you can go to Bobby Lawrence's Telegram page and he has it all posted. He's got David Strait, uh, David Strait's mugshot. And, and this is on Bobby Lawrence's page. Okay. He's another state national fraud who likes to, you know, defraud so many people. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he was arrested for apparently um what was it? Apparently, let me go to the text real quick. Hold on, because I was forwarding this to some people here. So he was apparently, uh, let me find it. Let me find it. Where did I see it? So he was apparently arrested for, I guess, previous tickets that he didn't pay, but I guess he didn't have any proof of insurance and they impounded his truck. Now I'm sorry. I call this story BS. All right. Not the fact that he's not arrested. He's definitely arrested because everybody's making a big deal. Bobby Lawrence is going to the jail to, to go see him and all this other crap. Um, it's there in Texas, apparently in Johnson County, Texas. But apparently you don't just get arrested for not having proof of insurance. You don't get arrested for not having your tabs updated on your license plate, right? Your registration. You don't get arrested for that. I played not too long ago. Um, it was at least a f- couple few months ago, at least. Um, an audio clip of Joe, uh, of Joe Fry, who is in the Michigan Assembly. Um, and I'll play it again sometime, not right now. In fact, I don't know if I could even find it right now if I wanted to. Um, but for the sake of time, we'll hold that off for a different day. But anyway, he basically told a story about how he got pulled over by the state troopers on his way to an, an assembly state meeting. And he flat out, to, you know, because he got pulled over for speeding. And he told the, st- the state officer, the state trooper, he says, um, sir, uh, you're actually out of your jurisdiction. And you're not to interfere with the business of the, you know, the general general assembly. And so, of course, after a few questions from the trooper, to make a long story short, he goes back, verifies the information and the answers that Joe gave the trooper. He comes back with his credentials, gives them back his credentials because he got pulled over doing 80 or 81. All right. in a 70, which definitely probably, you know, he probably would got a ticket if it was anybody else. And um, after the state trooper realized who he was and what he was doing and where he was going, which was attending assembly business. All the officers said, okay, well, everything you said is true. Just please drive safe and have a nice day. Well, of course, just to prove a point, he sped right back up and not only did 81, but went one more over and was doing 82. And you know what? The state trooper had not a damn thing to do about it. Why? Because they're foreign agents. They swear an oath to Interpol. They're not, they don't swear an oath to the constitution, not state troopers, at least not the ones in Michigan. I don't know about other states, but most state troopers, to my knowledge, they don't swear an oath to the Constitution. They're foreign agents. That's a different story for a different day. Now, back to Bobby Strait here, or uh, not Bobby Strait. <laughs> Got two names mixed together. Back to David Strait here and Bobby Lawrence. All right. So again, you don't you don't get you don't get arrested for having no proof of insurance. And here's the other thing. So Bobby Lawrence also posted right here. 
says people on the ground, this was on Telegram, says people on the ground there say that they just got off the phone with the jail and they said that they're holding Bonnie until the morning for an arraignment hearing. Now, why would they hold Bonnie for an arraignment hearing? The question, and this is what it continues to read right here on his Telegram. The question was asked of the jail, how can they hold Bonnie on something that was dismissed? The one on the other end of the phone said that they don't know. They see that it was dismissed on their screen. However, their orders are to hold Bonnie until the morning for an arraignment. Very, very interesting. So not only did David get arrested, but now Bonnie's arrested too. All for no proof of insurance? Really? Come on, guys. You know there's much, much more to that story than not having proof of insurance. All right. I'm not going to sit here and make speculations and, and spread rumors, but I'm just saying there is more to this story than what's being leaked out on Telegram. I'm just saying. So there is that. So I'm not going to really harp on this story because first off, um, I'm it, it's it's not really a situation where I, I want to really talk heavily about it because it is kind of a it, it's a situation. All right. It's a situation. Um, we don't really know all the full details, but what we do know is that a young man in Utah who was, you know, driving around with a state national fabricated license plate, a false fabricated fraudulent license plate, got himself not only pulled over, but basically murdered by the cops because he wouldn't comply or listen to them saying, well, I'm sovereign and I don't have to listen to you guys. Well, that ended up in basically a, a gunfire fight and he ended up dying at the age of 25. Very, very sad. So there's that. Now, here's something else that I came across. Somebody posted on my page. Um, I'd love to give, uh, I can't remember who posted this because whenever I see people post stuff on my chat or uh, on the page, I just kind of forward it to my saved messages as something to kind of look over a little further and discuss. So this was on the dailybeast.com. Um, this, let me read this story real quick. I got to pay attention to the time here real quick. Okay. Yeah. So this was on the dailybeast.com. And you, here's, what's also interesting. I was going to tell you this guy. So, um, will it not let me read? Hold on a second. Unlock the article. You got to be kidding me. You allowed me to unlock it earlier. Hold on guys. Instant view. Okay. I, I found it. Okay. Um, before I read this article from the daily beast, I was talking to my uncle who is quite liberal, um, out in Colorado. He works for the FAA. So he's a government employee, of course. Um, but he's always been somebody that was close to me as I grew up from a kid from childhood. Um, there's no doubt that he voted for Biden. There's absolutely no doubt. And he absolutely hates Trump and he probably would lick Nancy Pelosi's toenails, uh, if he could, um, just saying that's kind of like how far left they are, but you know what? He's my uncle. She's my aunt. Love him to death either way. But he was, we were talking, because I haven't talked to him in such a while, so I wanted to call and see how he was doing, and he was showing me his new house, you know, on FaceTime. And then he started asking me, he goes, have you ever heard, have you ever heard of a, of a state, you know, have you ever heard of a, no, that's what he asked for. He goes, have you ever heard of a sovereign citizen? I'm like, uh, no. I'm like, I heard of it, but that's not a thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been watching all these YouTube videos of these people claiming that they're sovereign citizens and, you know, you speak a certain way and use certain words and and they're getting themselves arrested. He goes, I'm having a blast watching these videos because these people are effing morons. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, here's the thing. I'm like, what those people are doing is completely wrong and unlawful. 
Um, there is actually, you know, basically a lawful way to do things, but that what they're doing is completely wrong. So now to this article. So what I'm saying is people like my uncle who pretty much is asleep to a lot of stuff. He's even being kind of seeing stuff on YouTube about, you know, these sovereign quote unquote sovereign citizens. Again, not a thing getting themselves in a heap of trouble and getting themselves arrested and, and basically, you know, um, well, just getting themselves, you know, in trouble on YouTube, on video. And he's enjoying watching every minute of it. Quite frankly, I think more people need to watch that because then they'll realize, holy crap. Um, I am definitely not going to become a state national now because they look like they are getting themselves put in the who's cow and getting nice mug shots. No, thanks. So here we go with the Daily Beast article. Sovereign citizen, this is the headline. Sovereign citizen, sovereign citizens turn on each other over 200,000 fake license, over $200,000 fake license plates. A well-known member of the far-right movement who is known for his outlandish legal theories has been given the boot as two prominent branches turn on each other. Members of the far-right sovereign citizen movement are best known for their clashes with law enforcement and traffic stops in courtrooms across the country, sovereign citizens have tried and failed to implement their bizarre homemade legal theories when faced with the enforcement of legitimate laws. But now two prominent branches of the movement have turned on one another, feuding over a lucrative scheme to sell fake license plates for a non-existent Republic of Texas. Well, 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 well. Don't say we haven't warned you, folks. Continuing on with the article. The feud pits the citizens of a fictitious entity called the Republic of Texas against David Strait, a so-called sovereign citizen guru, whose seminars on his legal theories have raked in big money across the country. Complicating the spat further, Strait's wife was arrested Monday on a raft of charges. In the past, Strait and the so-called Texians, <laughs> Texians is how it's spelled, have been natural allies. They both subscribe to the eclectic ideas of the sovereign citizen movement, which broadly encompasses groups of people who believe they exist in parallel legal universes and can, through elaborate legal filings and careful courtroom rhetoric, evade actual laws. But the relationship between the Texas sovereign citizens and one of the movement's most prominent members broke down this month after the Texas group accused Strait of getting rich by selling fake license plates that sovereign citizens believe would help them avoid police. And that ended up in the death and the murder of a young man that was 25 years old out in Utah, blasting that license plate on his BMW and got himself killed. Continuing. In total, the group claims Strait may have made nearly $200,000 off the bogus plates. Holy crap, man, I should have gotten in this business. I got a little cricket machine and I could buy a bunch of fake license plates and put a little civil peace flag on it and a little stupid fake emblem and make a couple hundred grand. Shoot, that sounds like a really good scheme there. Continue with the article. Strait and the Republic of Texas's leadership didn't respond to the request for comment. For the Republic of Texas beliefs in their own legal impunity have turned violent. In 1997, one branch of the group kidnapped two people and held them as hostages, demanding the release of the Republic of Texas member who had been arrested for pushing fake legal documents. After a week-long standoff with law enforcement, one of the group's members was killed after shooting at a police helicopter. This group landed on law the group landed on law enforcement's radar again in 2015 after its members sent uh, 
a Fox legal document to a judge prompting an FBI raid on a meeting. Now, Strait, meanwhile, has become one of the leading figures of the sovereign citizen movement, often pushing his theories at multiple seminars a month where tickets can cost more than $150. And if you attend, this is off the article, and if you attend Bobby Lawrence's seminars here in Michigan, I saw a price tag of nearly $450. These guys are freaking raking in a whole boatload of money off a bunch of sad, misguided souls. Continuing. At his well-attended event, Strait rambles for hours about his oddball legal ideas, drawing complex diagrams on a whiteboard, and claiming that the American Bar Association is responsible for most of the problems in the United States. Now, if there's any bit of truth in this article, that last statement is true. The American Bar Association is responsible for a lot of the problems and destruction that's taking place within our country. They're the ones taking down this nation. So that part is actually true, just for the record. Continuing on with the article, Strait has risen to become a sovereign citizen guru, according to the Anti-Defamation League, insisting that his followers can break free of the regular legal system and become free-roaming American state nationals if they just buy the right forms from him. Look, you got to buy more crap. Since at least March, Strait has been promoting another potential uh, lucrative plan offering tiny nine-foot plots in the Republic of Texas for $387 in this twisted logic of sovereign citizens that would mean anyone in the country could buy a plot and renounce their American citizenship to become a Texian. But an add-on deal sold by Strait as part of the land deal went even further. Selling a right-to-travel package for $512 that offered a fictitious Republic of Texas license plate on his website, Strait claims any driver with the license plate couldn't be legally pulled over for a traffic stop. Sweetening the deal, Strait claims that a holder of the plates could even sue any police officer who pulled them over for substantiated damages with Strait's wife as their lawyer. (laughs) The license plate deal angered the sovereign citizens in the Republic of Texas who appeared to be concerned about running in a pop-up, uh, excuse me, yeah, in a, in a running, in a, about running. In a pop-up on their website, the group claimed that they've been deluged with unhappy customers complaining about straight. On their website, the Republic of Texas claimed straight sold the land and plate packages for $897 to more than 200 people, making roughly $179,400. But after running afoul of law law enforcement in the past, the Texians say they want no part of this license plate operation, warning that anyone with the plates does so at their own risk. The Republic of Texas will not be held responsible for the potential unlawful ramifications from the state of these packages. The website notes, and amid the fight with the Republic of Texas, Strait's wife, Bonnie Thomas, is what her name is shown here, was arrested Monday outside of Fort Worth. She faces four charges, according to a county jail website, carrying a weapon in a prohibited place, illegal burning, resisting arrest, and assault a police officer or judge. No further details were immediately available, and it's not clear whether her arrest is related to the fake license plates. As of this writing, Strait hasn't acknowledged that he's been disowned by the fictitious Republic of Texas, where he's claiming to sell land. His website still offers a license plate, plus another unusual benefit, access to a future RV park, open only to, to so- <laughs> only open to sovereign citizens. So there you go, guys. Um, do you guys still want to be a state national? Bueller? Bueller?
Anybody? Anybody want to be a state national? Anybody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's what I think. You sure, guys? Nancy says no. Nobody wants to be a state national? Anybody? Nobody wants to be a state national? Well, that's a good answer. Because being a state national is going to land your butt in jail. It's going to land your butt in jail. It's going to land you in a whole heap of other messes. So, I'm not trying to make light of this situation because this is very serious, okay? Now, anybody like, um, oh, I don't know, a certain podcaster, which I'm going to keep his name uh, anonymous, but we all know who I'm talking about because this particular guy said on his podcast, oh, there's podcasters out there that are taking my podcast and trying to provoke an argument with me. Get out of here and get over yourself. What I'm trying to do is tell you that your state of Oregon is actually assembled and it's doing quite well and it's growing exponentially. And maybe you should get involved in the right side of the fight and get away from all the other sellout bullcrap and maybe actually do something for once in your life and help restore the Republic of these United States of America. But no, instead you just want to, you know, play ignorant and be like, uh, uh, national assembly doesn't work. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So to the nameless podcaster out in Oregon, you're, you're being very ignorant and you know what, quite frankly, uh, whatever. I mean, that's, that's your call. But no, if you knew me, you you would know that I did not say what I said. You know, I did not say what I said just to provoke an argument. That's not what I do. I was trying to actually legitimately get you to reach out to me so I can get you in contact with the right people that maybe you can sit down and, and, and maybe figure out, hey, what are you guys doing? Maybe this might have some legs. But no, you got to be all ego-driven and pride-driven and and be like, oh, these podcasters are taking other podcasts and putting it on their show as their material, blah, 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 blah. Go cry about it. All right, I'm done with you. I'm done with people like this. All right, because that right there is somebody who is not a true patriot of this country. All right, the only lawful way, ladies and gentlemen, to restore the Republic of these United States of America is through the National Assembly. Okay, you learn these things through the school of the National Assembly. You can find the school of the National Assembly at national-assembly.net. Let me say it again, national-assembly.net. I'll even spell it for you and say it a third time. National, that's N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L. The little dash assembly a s s e m b l y dot net national hyphen assembly dot net and of course you could put a www in the front of it but if you just type in national hyphen assembly dot net it should pull up all right we have a conference call every Thursday join in um, I'm going to be attending the Georgia call they start their first call of three calls that takes place on Wednesday. Um, I forgot the time. Um, they sent it to me. Let me see here because I was going to attend it because I've always wanted to listen to these three-part calls. It takes place in three weeks, an hour a call. And um, so tomorrow's podcast might be an, an hour earlier as well. Uh, might start at six so I could attend their little, you know, their their phone call at seven possibly. Um but I've been wanting to attend their three-week call because that might also be a good thing for people in other states to attend for newbies who are new to the assembly, trying to learn more about it. It's a three-week call, an hour each week. And by the third week, if it's something that you're still sticking around and, and you want to learn more, well, you're, you're our kind of people. 
That means you're taking education into your own hands and you want to learn more. See, if you're going to be an assembly member and you're going to be a jurist and you're going to be somebody who's participatory in this thing that we call the Republic of these United States of America, you have to take life and, and, and these duties into your own hands. Okay. Now we don't ever act alone except in educating ourselves. But when it comes to, you know, the assembly, we work as a body politic, as a group. Okay. We, the people. All right. What these people, these state nationals are doing, they're acting alone and they're getting themselves in a heap of trouble and they're getting arrested and they're mounting up fees. And in some cases getting shot and killed by police in Utah. Now you tell me which one sounds like it's a more legitimate thing. The guy with the fake license plates, who's getting, who's in jail right now and, and his wife's in jail for multiple charges. And you know, uh, the, the group that had the kid that got shot and killed back out in Utah for having one of these fake license plates. Or do you want to be part of the National Assembly where a gentleman by the name of Joe Fry, who is part of the Michigan General General Assembly, got pulled over by, for doing 81 miles an hour on his way to an assembly meeting by a state trooper, told the state trooper, which, by the way, let me just for the record, when you're an assembly member, OK, because we're still in the private until we get our 38 states, we will always be in the private. So therefore, we do not trespass on the de facto. So, yes, that means we keep up on our tabs. We keep up on our licenses, our driver's license, until we get enough people to take back the power fully. We don't trespass. See, that's a big difference. But see, when you're an assembly member and you're attending assembly business or you're on your way to an assembly meeting like Joe was, and you get pulled over for doing 81 and a 70, and you tell the officer, um, sorry, officer, but um, with all due respect, um, and again, this is a respectful conversation. Um, oh, which by the way, with license plate that is up to date and registered. Um, but with all due respect, officer, you're actually out of your jurisdiction because all the governors uh, were rounded up by the military. And I believe all notices went out to all the county sheriffs um, that nobody in this state is supposed to be um, basically interfering with anybody that's doing assembly business. And we are actually on our way to an assembly meeting. It's private. And you actually are out of your jurisdiction. Guess what? Officer basically was like, or the trooper was like, well, well yeah, everything you say is true. And uh, just please drive safe and, uh, you know, have a good day. And away Joe went doing 82. One more over the limit than from the original one when he got pulled over. No one got shot dead. No one went to jail. Yep. And Oscar brings up another good point, too. Don't forget about the Colorado Nine. Those those individuals or some of them are, I, think, I believe, I don't know about all nine, but I know some of them are still sitting in jail to this day because of Anna Von Wright's AVR, again, part of the state nationals, led some people down a wrong path. Just saying, guys, okay, use your, do your research. Okay, do your research. I'm going to play one quick thing and then we're going to close this out in prayer because I got to get, get going. This is about three minutes long. I love this. Give this a listen to. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. 
who wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labored endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone, your courage is lost, you're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you'd fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Wow. There's only one thing that I disagree with on uh, on that whole uh, thing that in that video, in that three-minute video. He talks about the very end about, you know, the Constitution being the supreme law of the land. It is not the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen, just for the record, because I don't want anybody um, to learn the wrong thing. The Bill of Rights is the supreme law of the land, not the Constitution. It's the Bill of Rights. Okay, and we'll get into that more in discussion in future shows, but it's not the Constitution. It's the Bill of Rights. So. I thought that was really well worth playing. Somebody posted that on there. I think it was uh, Katie Ron Ronabom. I think um, I believe she's an assembly member. I can't remember. I'm, I'm trying to give credit where due. Um, I should really take notes or you know type in when I you know because what I do people post this and then I send send it to my saved messages, but it doesn't show who originally posted it when I forward it to my saved messages on Telegram. So. Um, I do apologize because I do want to give credit where credit's due for sending me that because that was excellent. That was an excellent video. I really appreciate that. So anyways, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, as always, for this day, another day of life and good health, not just for ourselves, but for our family, for our spouses, our children, for those of us that are in our golden years, also for our 
grandchildren. We pray and we ask for guidance at every step of the way as we go and, and move forward and forge into the future here of this great country, that we can get our assembly of 50 states, that we can get good quality men and women, women that just want to do what's right for this country. They just want to do what's right by you, people who have Christ in their heart. We need good, solid men and women to help to help with our nation so we can get back to a good, solid standing and self-governing. Help call them the, the few that we need, because that's all we need. We just need a few. We don't need the many. We just need a few to do what we need to do, and we will be the watchers on the wall. We pray for special intentions on behalf of Nancy, for my wife. Thank you for that. We pray for that. I really appreciate that, and, and we thank you for all the many blessings that you bring forward to us that we often overlook and take for granted. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And one last thing, I did want to read a, a comment from Destry, too, because he, he, you know, he makes a good point, and I want to make sure I read it. Um, we comply with licensing and related matters of the sorts to avoid serious problems with the de facto. Yes, it is all fraudulent. Yes, it is taking money out of our pockets. I get it. But that is part of a process of trespassing if that's what you're going to do by not paying your tabs, okay, and updating your registration and your driver's license, especially someone like me who operates on a commercial capacity. I have to. All right, but at the end of the day, we can't do really anything about it until we get a minimum of 38 lawful states. And no, we don't give fake license plates out just for the record. Okay. You get, you know, you, basically what you're going to get is we're going to get, we're, we're going to go back to common law. Okay. Now I don't know what that looks like. Cause this is going to be a new thing for everybody in this country going forward. When we get our de jure government back in place and we're self-governed once again, like Donald Trump always said, he's giving, we're getting power. We're taking power from DC and giving it back to the people. There's a reason why he said that, folks, and it wasn't because of David Strait's, you know, state national group. I could tell you that much right now because you can't really do much when you're sitting in the Huskow. All right. Just saying. So I hope wherever you're at in the world, I hope you have a great day or night and we will be back here tomorrow. More than likely it'll be, like I said, a one show uh, day tomorrow as well. Um, but we'll probably start at 6 p.m. because I'm I wanted to attend the um the Georgia education call. It's the first of three of them. Um, phase one or call one tomorrow. And they're about an hour per week. So um, I've been really wanting to listen to that, you know, and learn a little bit more. And I wanted to see if maybe she would allow me to record it on my end um, on my computer. So maybe I could use it as show material, you know, because I think it'd be really relevant, but again, I'm going to leave that up to them and the you know Georgia Assembly because I don't want to trespass on them and and you know any of that. But I think it'd be really awesome if I can get that you know her her phone calls, the Georgia Assembly's education calls um, for newbies, you know, which is open to the public, you know, recorded, uh, so then we can you know play it on the air here periodically because I think it would be good to hear over and over again because you know people like me need to hear it over and over again myself to keep you know, you're always learning more. So we'll see how that goes. Like I said, 
Um, that's totally up to the Georgia assembly. So if they decide not to, not a big deal. I'm still going to attend the phone call because I want to hear it. So I hope you all have a good day. Good night, wherever you're at in the world, be blessed. And we'll be back here tomorrow. See you later, everybody. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men